once came another man. Style of tall. Go ahead. I'll be honest. I, I played a very high standard. Young uh, superstar. Give some lessons. Determination. Was extremely, extremely Welcome to the Chess Underground. Eccentricities, peculiarities, and theoretical novelties. And I felt be down in flames. I felt my style. I felt a sense of my style and skills. I only do so. From a distance. Okay, uh, we are back. Gopal, it is time to give thanks. For what? We, g- <laughs> we gather here today to give our thanks for many things, right? Um, yes. Sp- specifically, we, we had a fun idea. We're going we're gonna to give our chess thanks today. Not just any thanks, right? This is not your generic, you know, oh, I'm, I'm so thankful for the, the trees and whatever. Um, I don't know why I picked trees. That's such a weird trees. thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking Marshawn Lynch. Like, Ooh. I'm thankful. Yeah, Skittles. That's his nickname, Marshawn. One of my favorite chess players. Or wow, he's not a chess player. That would be awesome if he was, though. Could you imagine Marshawn Lynch, chess grandmaster, beast mode, uh-huh. beast mode on the board for some reason? But I Fide what master beast mode would look like. It would probably look a lot like Alexei Shirov, but maybe even more like. But with like damage due to concussions. Yeah. I played a tournament game with a concussion one time. You remember that? Uh, yeah. Remind. Oh, that was the, the hotel, right? When you went to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So like I, I woke up in the middle of the night. I had to use the restroom. I, I noticed that the do not disturb sign had like fallen off the door and slipped under it. So like oh. I bent down to pick it up and uh, I guess I bent too quickly and wasn't paying attention to my surroundings because I was groggy and I like slammed my head into the the metal hotel uh, door handle. Uh, yeah. And then all I remember is like 20 minutes later, like waking up on the floor, like dazed and confused. Hashtag not the movie. Uh, not part of your not not from, you know, that album from your favorite band. Yeah. Right. Wait. Yes. Hashtag not Zeppelin song either. Uh yeah, and I was I, I had like knocked myself out. I like went and laid in bed and like my extremities started tingling, you know, like my fingers and my my toes and I was like this is not good. I texted my now wife who was a who's a doctor and I was like, "Hey, if you don't hear from me in the morning, send help." Yeah. <laughs> and I asked her a bunch of questions too to see if I needed to like do anything. And, um Oh man. And then I woke up and instead of resting like a sane person would do, I went and played my tournament game where I just happened to be paired against a grandmaster, GM Pavel Blotny. Uh, where, yeah. Where was this? this Chicago was, open. I think Chicago open. That's yeah. what it was. And then, yeah, you, yeah, you had to withdraw from that, right? Because of that. I did. I remember I was playing Blotny and I, uh, I had a problem. I had two problems. The first one was I was having a really hard time distinguishing certain pieces like bishops from pawns. And then the second one was, I also had a really hard time distinguishing like which square a piece was on. 
Um, uh-huh. And I actually like miraculously, I, I've gone back and like replayed the game. I think it's I think it's one of my games that's in online databases. And I've gone back and looked at it, and I'm like, man, I played pretty well for not being able to like see the board or squares. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I still got crushed, but I actually like I didn't hang anything, right? I didn't like hang any pieces. I was like, yeah, all right. That was a shame because that tournament started out pretty well for you. It did, yeah. I had a good start, uh, but so alas. So remind me, we're thankful for concussions. No, okay, yeah, we we got. Look at this. We didn't even get into our first topic, and I derailed us. It's okay. Hashtag pro podcast. Hashtag let's get railed. All right. <laughs> so back on back get it back to back to the rails. Um yeah, so what do I give chess thanks for? This is a list. So here's how it's gonna work. I, it's kind of a cool uh concept here. Um we each have a list of three. We didn't share our list with each other beforehand. Um and not only that, but we also gave no guidelines. We simply left an open-ended question. What do I give what do you give chess thanks for? That's the open-ended question. Mm-hmm. The idea was we both come up with three answers to that question. And then I'm gonna say my answer. I'm gonna go first because Gopal's a little shy, right, Gopal? Right. And then Gopal is gonna try to guess why I give chess thanks for that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I'm going to divulge the, the actual reasons. Um, and then we're going to switch. Uh, and then Gopal is going to give his answer as to what he gives chess thanks for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, so on and so forth. Does it? Does this make sense? Every, you're on board here, Gopes? Oh, I thought you were talking to the audience. The audience, yeah, the audience is nodding, nodding along with us. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're like the replacement audience for now since they're not here. Am I the live, uh, live audience, audience, live studio audience? That's right. That would be very interesting if we got a uh, some some like canned laughter. I know, right? Podcast. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready to start. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna find that. I'm gonna find some canned laughter. We're gonna do uh-huh. that and. I'm going to play it when you're least expecting it. I did it once in my, a few of my uh, videos, like, uh, you know, that, that air horn sound that, that rappers have in their videos. Yes. Yeah. That type of thing. Exactly. To introduce. I also once in the, in the middle of actually on multiple occasions (laughs) in the middle of chess classes, I've had children who like refuse to be quiet and like keep telling bad jokes. Yeah. So I like pause the class. I'll search like car crash noise on YouTube and I'll play it for them. <laughs> them this is how your jokes are landing. <laughs> and they actually uh, love it. They think it's hilarious. Yeah. They love to be roasted. Sometimes you gotta like you know you gotta get get on their level and connect and uh, play the car crash sound for them. Exactly. Right. Okay. Are you ready for my first one? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ease you in. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going like maybe more obvious to less obvious. So I'm going to ease you in. I'm going to be kind and polite here with my first one. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. In November of 2022, I, Pete Karyanis, give chess thanks for the internet. The internet. Um, let's see. I mean, there's so many different ways we could go with this. We could... Uh, I mean, the memes that they provide for you. Um, oh, maybe the, the, oh, the, all the cringy adult improver stuff we laugh at on Twitter. Would that be it? Okay. So I have, so, <laughs> I have five bullet points under the internet 
And okay. the very first one of the five is humor slash memes. <laughs> ding, ding, okay. ding. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Proceed, if you will. Uh, develop that point or just more? Your choice. This is free range. Okay. There are no rules here. There are no all rules. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, let's go back to that. I mean, what about all those cringy adult improver thingies that we send each other on Twitter? Like, how we perfectly understand, like, what aspects of our rage encapsulate, like, certain uh, nonsensical tweets. Yes, those are definitely a, a, a key source of humor, along with, uh, sort of as you alluded to, some of the memes that go along with those. Right. Um, okay, let's see. As far as the internet's concerned, why chest? Why chest? Thanks. Um, I mean, I really don't know. I'm thinking about why you would give chest thanks. Like, would it be those marathons here? You're always pestering me to play. <laughs> okay, point two on the list is degeneracy. <laughs> ah, okay. For example, <laughs> yes, a 24-hour a 24-hour chess blitz marathon on Lee Chess, for example. Have you sure. been engaging in much chess degeneracy this year, or is it more just like the option to have it? More the option. Um, I, I would say I haven't been engaging in nearly as much as I would as my soul would like to, uh, perhaps for the pa- better part of the last like five to six years. But just that, you know, you can log in and you can play like 30 bullet games for no reason, like right before you go to bed. Um, you know, just <laughs> yeah. the availability to just hop on and, and uh, just totally descend into chess madness at any time of day. Right. Mm-hmm. On the mm-hmm. brink of madness. Have we ever talked about that on this podcast? I don't think so. We've talked about it between the two of us, but yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll keep that in mind for a future episode. Uh, all right, I, I don't know what your other bullet points might be, but do you care ex- to explain it to us? Because we do have a lot to get through. We do have a lot to get through. All right, one of them is sort of unfair. I went, again, when my bullet points, I went sort of from, like, um, easier to harder. Uh, the unfair one is David Navarra singing. Um, because oh, wait, I, have I seen that? <laughs> Where else can you find Grandmaster David Navarro singing than on the internet? I, I believe he was doing a banter blitz stream. I, I actually can't remember the context. It might have been um, even maybe like a, a blitz match where he just started singing uh, in the middle of playing playing his game, and it was wonderful. Yeah. It was perhaps one of the best internet moments of all time, you know, regardless of sport or uh, context. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is broadcasts and streams, you know. Um, I have I have alluded to this before, you know, in the early 2000s when I was sort of getting my chops as a chess player, we didn't have access to the type of, um, you know, uh, well, broadcast that we do now. I mean, we couldn't you couldn't log in and watch a top level tournament with commentary, with analysis, with interviews. It just didn't exist. Right. So that that level of access and um, intrigue wasn't there. So thank you, Internet, for that. And then the last one. Gopal, as you know, uh, you know me very well. Uh, one thing that uh, that defines me as a human uh, deeply is my laziness, right? Mm-hmm. So I also put here like um, learning because the internet makes it way easier <laughs> to learn stuff in okay. terms of chess, right? Like if I want to learn an opening, if I want to review an opening, I can find a chessable course. I can just pop up on the database and start making moves. Um, it has taken something that used to require a lot more time and really um, brought it 
brought it to a level where, you know, you can pop on and master something much quicker. So, yeah. Interesting. I have, uh, yeah, I have a mention about stuff like that in my uh, chess thanks list. Oh, dear. Okay, hint. Okay, so this is a hint for me. All right. So, yeah, that is number one. What do I give chess chess thanks for the interwebs? Well, then, no, you should go. Number one for you. We have to go, like, ping pong, bang, bang, bing bong. Ping pong, bing bong. I guess going, rather than coming back to it, you know, while we're still on this topic, um, I guess I I phrased it a bit differently. Um, I mean, it was more like abundance, but I guess really the the proper way to put it would be the internet as well. Um, I mean, okay, so apart from the very obvious, like, roast on chess Twitter, what... Why do you think I love the internet? (laughs) Oh, this should be fun. Okay, let's see. Um, Well, okay, so first and foremost, clearly you are a a masterful bullet player. So I'm going to say it has something to do with, like, the the rush or the high you get from blitz and bullet chess, uh, like, sort of maybe, like, adopting someone on the internet. Um, Am I close? Is that one one of your reasons? Uh, to be honest, to be totally honest with you, this is probably the year I've played like the least amount of chess online in my life ever since mm-hmm. I started playing. I don't know how that happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, like my priorities have been elsewhere regarding chess, like sort of more with the the writing and you right. know, making new like course ideas for people. So that was my second guess, actually, was content publishing, uh, you know, the access to audiences, Sim- similar to how we as an audience have an access to broadcasts and streams and high level events. You know, we as content producers, as authors, as coaches, we also have access to an audience. Am I hitting hitting the nail closer to the head here? Um. Not exactly. I mean, I haven't published as as much or like uh, in previous in previous time, like when I made videos and stuff and was streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely the access of information directly at your fingertips. Uh, Libgen.rs, a sponsor and friend of this podcast, um, thousands of books at your fingertips. Like I didn't know about the site. I don't know if it even existed when we were in college. Um, and like apparently the the kids nowadays use this rather than renting their textbooks, which, as you know, it's like disgusting price to right. rent a textbook for a yes. semester. And yeah, actually, that's a good point. So another, that was one of the things I had on my check marks here that I didn't quite get to yet, which is, um, you know, I've I've seen like uh, deep, random, uh, almost like esoteric opening files that you show me from time to time on your computer. Mm-hmm. that you have discovered from the darkest corners of who knows where. Um, so that was definitely one of my, one of my thoughts as to your chess things here for the internet. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Also with regards to like the internet being a, an archive um, mm-hmm. or, or here, sorry, before I do go into that, I should at least qualify a bit more um, my previous statement. Um yeah, like sort of when I'm in the process of um, writing like certain thing about like opening traps or whatever, I might need to find like a very obscure book that like no library has. I don't have in my collection. Nobody really has it. And so like I can access some of this information fingertips while combing through like a free database like Chess Tempo. 
you know, or like lead chess with access to the strongest commercially available chess engine, Stockfish, also free, like, and available on the internet. I mean, when at your chess point, your chess career in the early 2000s, did you ever see something like this happening? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And I think, you know, you can kind of look back and follow that progression of, you know, as things became more archived, more available, how it almost became more interesting, right? And yeah. and you almost feel like uh, like a detective, like, um, uh, you know, what's that cartoon I used to watch all the time, Inspector Gadget? Yeah. I was going to say that, but it's just <laughs> sort of a random uh, thing I was going to throw out there. You have all these things like hidden in your coat, these tools that you can like whip out, right? Like all your all your interesting analysis that you have found in. <laughs> I feel like that's a great chess player, like physical analogy, right? This this kind of inspires me, like to go back to using, hey baby, do you want to go back to my place and watch Spy Kids as a pickup line? <laughs> Spy Kids slash and or uh, Inspector Gadget nineteen ninety seven parentheses TM. No, that's not a trademark. I don't know. I don't know. Is it? Can you yeah, trademark we need to it? Find, yeah, we need to find. I don't know. We'll experiment and I'll get a large. We need a legal department is what we need. We need like a guy on the other side of the glass, you know, the producer who can like fill us in on this information. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. I thought it was because of. Oh, yeah. I mean, for other reasons too, but yeah, I'm talking purely superficially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Um, But like the internet being archived, you know, it, like it stores a lot of uh, things that we held near and dear to our heart when we were younger, like um, that famous Vlad Kachov uh, interview um, on the brink of madness. Mm -hmm. Where Uh, else can you see that? But on the internet, by the way, if you haven't uh, read the Vlad Kachov interview, grandmaster Vladimir Kachov, I believe French now, Represents yeah, France. He was born in Kazakhstan, I think. Um, if you haven't read his interview, I believe it was published on Chess Base initially. It's one of the most fantastic things uh, ever said by a chess player out loud and, re- and recorded in writing. It's just great. Um, okay. Are we on to number two? Yes. Here we go. Are you ready? It's getting harder. We're heating up. We're heating up. Mm-hmm. Can you handle what the rock is cooking? I can smell it. <laughs> I can certainly handle it. <laughs> Life goals. Um, all right. Number two, what do I give chess thanks for? Germany. Hmm. Germany. Um, I mean, apart from being the host of the Bundesliga. Um, Ooh, boom, bam. That was one on my list. Not the first one, but you got it. Doesn't matter. Oh, right. I know. I know that's yeah. not going to be the first one. It's Very good. Be it, it has to go along with your chess broadcasts and stuff, like Chess 24. It's the home of the headquarters for Chess 24. Okay, very good. I, yeah, yep. Gustafsson. And, Bingo, uh, Gustafsson slash Chess 24 is on my list. I, lo- I love their content. Really funny and humorous. Mm-hmm. What else did Germany do this year? Hmm. This can be, like, historical. It doesn't necessarily have to be 2022. We don't have to confine ourselves to one year. Okay. Bit of a hint uh, there. Uh, well, I know the answer is definitely not World War II. Uh, Correct. That is not on my list. <laughs> yeah. 
let's see. Um, hmm. Yeah, whip out your whip out your inspector gadget tools. Do you, do you remember like mines? Uh, all those things where they're whole. They used to hold like the World Fisher Random Championship, right? Back in the day, there was like a big like rapid match between two players. A rapid open was that. Wasn't that the Amber Rapid Tournament? I thought that was in Monaco, though. No, no, no. They they never had an open event that was invitational only only okay. to elite players and like it was. Um, yeah, one rapid and one blindfold game. Interesting. I did not know that, actually. Okay, there's another reason. Very good. Uh, but yeah, that was in Monaco, right? So not Germany. Um, I don't know. What What opening did I really love to self-flagellate with? Hmm. The oh okay the the delayed Schliemann very good Schliemann okay named after of course German lawyer I believe it was Adolf Schliemann if I remember correctly um, yes the Schliemann variation oh, of the Roy Lopez World War Two wasn't on your list uh, it is not sir <laughs> okay, so let me see what what was his name I'm I'm or, looking or it up y- too Yanish or Yanish yep another another uh, yeah it, it yeah, is Adolf is Schliemann. Guy? Um, okay, Dude, very good. Ghost? Continuing on, are there are there other uh, potential things? But okay, is that is that because it's been like I talked to you about its revival like a couple of years ago and Yeah, it's actually like sort of a a fascinating opening. So the the Schliemann defense of the Royal Lopez or the deferred Schliemann which is when you play A6 first. Yeah, which was my choice because I really liked uh, the I'm a glutton for punishment in the black side of the Spanish. Well, plus the two of the main moves uh, against, you know, three F5, right, weren't the critical moves against four F5. Correct. That's right. It changed. Yes, and it changed, um, you know, dramatically. Uh, the, The gameplay was very different. Um, which is kind of surprising that just including that little move a six right can have such a uh, impact, uh, such an impact on on right. how the game goes. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Schleiman, especially the deferred Schleiman gambit. Like, I mean, it, it was very uh, nice for me to see, like in the late twenty nineteen, the contours of its revival. I had talked to you maybe a few years before about like an idea. Yes. To maybe revive it, and you thought, wow, that looked like more resilient than you know it first appeared. And I don't know what its current status is. I mean, it's it's very risky to play the delayed Schleiman, but uh, quite interesting from what I remember. The the regular Schleiman is still quite established. In fact, if anything, like in the late two thousands, it was looking more like a, a drawing weapon to be solid rather than you know. Like some something that has a king's gambit type energy, you know, which is quite fascinating because you know it looks it looks so weird <laughs> to put it on the board. It just looks so weird. Um, but yeah, okay, so very good. Um, other openings, perhaps one that top level players use when they feel like some opening. You're thankful self- for the Berlin. Yes, very good. <laughs> but self flagellation. I mean, bingo. I don't know. Are they really like flagellating when they? Yeah, I mean to be fair, that's true. Like these days, it's almost like you're playing that for a win, right? I mean the I, the phrase that I heard recently is um, 
and this is sort of the reason I threw it on. I went ahead and threw it on the list. You play the Marshall when you want to draw. You play the Berlin when you're trying for a win, right? Oh yeah, that's that's what a uh, Aronian said years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it like it can be a fighting opening. Like white, if it, like if white pushes, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a real fight. Um, so of course I mean, it's on the list. Yeah, that's true. I just didn't understand if you were an exponent or not. I, I I don't think many people would be thankful for it. But I mean, if you defend the black side, the Lopez, you know, you do always have that. So. And then a couple more modern things here. Okay, the Grinky Chess Classic has been really fun to watch uh, right. of late. Um, I, I don't know about you, but you know, we talked. You might recall um, we we had an episode three or four months ago when the Chess Olympiad was going on. We talked about some of the young up and comers. About Vincent Keimer, he's been really fun to watch. Um, he's yeah, played he's some exciting. Year, some, right? Yeah, he's had a great year. Played some exciting chess. Correct twenty seven hundred. Um, definitely contributes to, you know, if you're a chess fan, if you're a chess fan in 2022, definitely contributes to the enjoyment, I think. No, 100%. I had to look this up when I was going through Germany. I also thought in the back of my mind, wait a second, Carlsbad structure. Is this German Carlsbad or Czech Republic Carlsbad? Unfortunately, Germany cannot claim it. It's the Czech Republic Carlsbad, which of course now is, yeah, yeah, okay, called Karlovy Vary is what it is. So. Mm fail uh but yeah very good you got uh, you got most of them what's your num- what is your number two um ooh, uh how can i word this in such a sneaky way um trees trees yes well i was already thankful for trees <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh man, this is tough. Um, okay, so on the surface, trees are um, part of part of a forest. So, like tall, leaning into the deep dark forest. Okay, waiting. Okay, very good. Yes. Okay, sure. I mean that that's part of it. I mean, what do they like? What are some things that that you can make with trees? I mean, paper is sort of the obvious one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, warmer. Uh, paper notation books, ah, chess books. I know you're a huge fan yes. of chess books. You have both a tremendous chess library as well as an encyclopedic knowledge of that library. Um, exactly. You know, yes. I think that's one thing you and I share in common is that there's nothing quite like the feel of like a, a, a fresh off the press book in your hands, right? Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, yeah. I mean, I just like surround myself with with like like you alluded to my massive chess library and like the past uh, couple of years like working on like various book projects and and stuff has it's just been so nice to be surrounded with like a forest of books you know an yeah. actual forest and just all this information at my fingertips is real nice also this kind of connects a little bit with my last point uh because uh, with the internet, one of my favorite activities to do is to obsessively check the uh, coming soon sections from various chess publishers. Okay. Almost to the point where you'd think I'd refresh the page every hour and I'd have like <laughs> 75 tabs open, you know? You say that because you actually do refresh the page every hour. Yeah. I mean, every <laughs> other hour, like who's, who's, who's counting? Yeah. Like chess stars, you know, come on, I got so much anxiety after you published the modern Nimzo Indian. Like, 
what happened to your Joe Baba attack book by Alexei Kordov. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. We need to we need to file an official complaint. Quality chests. Only one book coming soon. Garbage. Get out of here. Step step up your book game. Seriously. Um, But yeah, you know, I'm always like trying to consume information like granted consume those treats exactly you are a vegan and hail the tree you might even say um (laughs) but but yeah like you know i mean that's how i feel when i go through a book right like i'm devouring it i'm inhale i just want to get through it as quick as possible yeah and and you know some of these books like i i haven't read cover to cover um but, you know, as a chess teacher, you're, like, a strong enough player. You get what you can out of them, especially if you're using them more for a reference point of view. And, like, it's, like also, too, when you get experienced enough as a trainer, you know, you, you do know what you can take from that, what kind of matches up with your training style or, like, you know, you have certain examples like this. and Right. Yeah. Things that resonate with you and also you believe right. or, or know will resonate with students or a particular student in some cases. Also, just before we move on to the next thing real quick, as a, you know, as a, as somebody who teaches chess, right. And somebody mm-hmm. who has also like uh, worked on, you know, various book projects um, and tried to find examples to illustrate a theme, uh, you would, would you agree that there is such thing as like a perfect example and then you get disappointed that, like, maybe a book kind of falls short on some of those? Ah, interesting. Um, okay, so let me begin by saying that, to me, what makes a good book are the examples that they pick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and are the examples relevant? Are they really stressing the point? Right. Do they also offer, like, opportunity for, for discussion of, like, tangential or related concepts and themes right so like my favorite all of my favorite books are books if they're if they're like a a theory book or if they're a um and by theory i mean two ways right both opening theory and general chess theory Mm -hmm. so if they're a, a sort of like a technical book like that um are 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 the examples that they're picking you know really hammering their point home and really laying clear you know laying bare the the essence of the of the concept or idea. So right. I so to answer so now that said to get back to your question, I guess I would have to answer that yes, right? Because mm-hmm. if I if I'm playing through a book and I'm looking for the perfect example and I find it, I just feel so much joy, right? Right. I feel like ah yes, this is you know this game or this like you know section of a game, you know, perfectly illustrates the the author's in, intent here. And there's just something really weird. Like I was talking to um, uh, streamer James Canty. He was staying with me for the past few days before he former guest of the show, former guest of the show. Exactly. We need to have him on again. I Um, I totally agree. Yeah. So we were talking about um, some books that I was showing him. So I was telling him about under the surface. And one of the things you were talking about was, you know, does this example uh, open itself up to further discussion, like, tangential or otherwise and under the surface he does it uh, marcos does it in kind of a interesting way where like he'll show you an example for a certain chapter and then almost in a completely different chapter it'll be the same position but like reframed under that 
Um, okay, you know, uh, we are back. Concept, so that's pretty nice. And then I was talking to Canty about a book that I do have in print, uh, The Positional Chess Handbook uh, by Israel Gelfer. It's not a very well-known book, but it was published by Dover Publishing, and there's just something really special about it when you open it. Like, it's a lot of examples. He doesn't drown you in, like, variations, but yeah. you can really feel the horsepower of the book when you read it. I don't know what it is about it, but there's just something about this book that just, like, you feel the strength when you read these, when you see these, like, examples. You know, I, I think that's a great point, too, that you mentioned there, where you don't want to get, that's another thing to me that makes a great book, is you don't want to get bogged down in too lengthy of variations, you know? Get mm-hmm. get to a point in the variation where you prove your point or where you explain whatever it is you're trying to explain and then stop. You don't need, like, um, you know, the example I think of is, like, show your math. You don't need this long mathematical proof to show, like, ah, yes, indeed, white is better 20 moves from now because of whatever um, computer line it may be. You just need to get to the point where it's visible and, and you can, it, the eye test, right? Right. It passes or, the eye test and you can explain what you're trying to explain. Or, like, let's say white would be better in this type of position and, like, in if the main variation or of the game takes a different course, I would try to find a similar example to support it that, you know, where the game took the course right. somewhat along the lines of the variation, you know? Like exactly. the famous example... Spassky Petrosian 1966 or whatever, you know? Right, precisely. Yeah, I totally agree. That, and you know what? That is what impacts the horsepower of a book to me, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess the best way, if I, if I could sum it up into a phrase, maybe um, cleanliness of purpose, right? Right. Okay, very good. So trees, go Paul's number two. Are you ready for my third and final thing I give chess thanks for? Yes. Very, very unusual here, but I, I'm betting actually you'll probably get it. Um <clears throat> I give chess thanks for donuts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Um, let's see. I mean, where could we go with this? I'm sure pretty low on the list would be like handing someone a donut as in like you adopted them. Um, like a zero. Very good. Oh, wow. You picked it up. Excellent. A zero. Oh, that's yes. what it was. It was that, that's, that's one of them. Remember, I have bullet points okay. for each of these. So that's one of them. Um, I mean, look, who who doesn't like a glazed donut after, you know, <laughs> you put in some hard work at a chess tournament? Right? Bam! You know my favorite tournament snack. That's right. right. I mean, and and I think that... There's I, no story associated with that. What are, you, what are you guys talking about? Like, why are you asking us? No, don't, don't, don't ask. Yeah, has nothing to do with any potential story, but yeah, donuts. I mean, you know, there's nothing quite as quite as fresh as showing up to uh, to a tournament and seeing a nice assortment of donuts, particularly glazed. You know, just kind of sitting out waiting for you in the morning. Maybe some coffee, right? Right, some coffee to get to get you going. Get you going. Get the get the motor running. Isn't that a song? Is that like a classic rock song? Yeah. Everything's classic rock song. What am I talking about? Yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head here, too. Sort of the dub- double meaning, double entendre, right? The donut, the zero, the, um, you know, all donuts on, on the opponent's score sheet. And, uh, of course, um, tournament snack. I thought that one might be easy for you because you know me so well, but, you know, kind of had to throw it out there. Very, um, 
very unusual thing to be chased. I would have to say, I'm kind of surprised that that was on your list, but... uh, I mean, bro, do you even donut? Come on. Uh, If they're vegan, I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Gopal, number three for you. What do you got? What does Gopal give chest thanks for this year? Or, you know, across all time. Solitude. Ooh. Okay, I love this one. This is great. I mean... First of all, totally agree. Um, so I, th- I think of this, when I hear this, I hear like, you know, um, focus as well, like solitude of mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the board, you almost feel like insulated in some respects. When you're playing a right. tournament game, you can just, you know, there's no, you can tone things out. There's no distraction or worry other than the position, Right. Exactly. So there's like this peaceful solitude of the moment, I guess would be the best way to put it. 100%. Um, Okay, what else? What else? How about, uh, also I think of, when I hear this, I think of study time. Um, When you just have that time to yourself to sit there and sort of of almost replicating the in the tournament, in the moment situation where you have the opportunity or the, the freedom almost to be alone with your thoughts on the chessboard. If you were a, a, a an influencer of sorts, you could have, uh, you know, thrown in hashtag the grind there if you wanted to be really cringy. Ah, yes, that's right. So when you are in those uh, moments of solitude, you are hashtag grinding, right? Ugh. Rating or attempting, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Gross. Um Although, to be fair, I did write a long long article called The Struggle. (laughs) Not quite the grind. Yeah, but did you end it with, like... No hashtags. Hashtag uh, hustle in private, profit, and public or some... No, unfortunately, I didn't. I wasn't that clever. Um, I believe I ended it, actually, with a a quote from you, but I don't remember what it was. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Such great prep. Those trees, right? (laughs) Those trees, yeah. Yeah. A uh, good point. Magazines as well, right? I mean, we didn't even talk about periodicals. New in chess, chess life, um, some of my favorites. Man, uh, good call. Okay, solitude. Um, what else am I missing here? Um, did I hit the big ones? Is there anything else I'm 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 overlooking, or would you like to expound upon either of those two? Um, here, if you want one more chance to guess, um, I'll I'll give you a clue. Okay. Uh, Chess tournaments. Hmm. Why would I appreciate solitude both during a chess tournament and after it? Well, I think there is definitely some kind of like um, reflection period right after the tournament where you can kind of just almost let down and let go and and review, recap both how you played as well as how you managed, you know, during the event. Um. And also rest, right? Like, it's so critical to have that recovery period almost, I think. I think of, like, pro athletes, you know, how they have to recover after games. And, um, you know, like football players who don't play again for a week sort of let the body recover. Honestly, mentally, it feels the same way in chess, right? To have that. Absolutely. Um, But I'm talking about more, like, things that will make your blood boil during a chess tournament and (laughs) wanting solitude. Yes. So like, uh, interference slash interaction from other parties during a game, right? 
Okay. Um, sure. Having to be uh, immersed in that moment with lots, both lots of other players. Um, when you're like interlopers at the bar, right? Ah, uh, yes. Like we talked about last time. Sometimes the d- the distraction of if there's a lot of people there who know you, or if you're the highest rated player at the event. Yes, very good. Yes, to have that cooldown from that. Mm-hmm. And finally, what about like all the chess parents who have nothing better to do than to just waste away staring at the pairing sheets the entire time when they've taken a picture of it on their phone? Um, you know, just, just like, <laughs> you know what I wonder? So I wonder this tournament hall slack jawed. Here's no, some... no, no, come on. This is your time. This no, no, you're right. And the I... worst part of any chess tournament. So. Cool. We have, we have, um, okay, generally speaking, you're 100% correct. I will have, I have to say though, as a parent myself, I wonder, I have a hypothesis, I have a theory about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's my theory. So, for example, when my, when I go to an athletic event of one of my kids or something, the, the worst part of it is managing the nerves, like you want them to do well, but you also don't want them to know that you're anxious, right? <laughs> So you have to find some activity to go do or something so that they're not seeing how anxious you are or how, you know, how into it you are. While at the same time, you're also looking like you're participating. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. Like as a athlete yourself, don't you understand that, you know, whatever is going to happen is ha- is going to happen. Like, I mean, okay, yes. if they win great. If not, it's Whatever. it's much like, easier to be the competitor though. It's much easier to be the the athlete than it is to be the family member. I think what are you personally, about, man, you just kick your feet. <clears throat> <What are> you... <laughs> having been both, having been in both positions, I personally maybe that's because that's like my nature. That's how I'm wired. I'm wired to be the competitor. You know, I'm wired to be the athlete, and I'm not wired to be the. You should have kids, obviously. You're wired to be the kick your feet up. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah. We need some little Gopals running around. I got to go to El Paso real quick. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So, yeah, I mean, chess parents, I do not give thanks for you. Please stop ruining my life every time I go to chess tournaments. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Okay. I mean, what I cannot imagine a better note to end it on Gopal. <clears throat> what a perfect uh, summary. But, you know, yeah, I mean, it's true. It's it's difficult because, and this is why I really love ideas like the Alto Tournament. Have you heard of that? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. The Alto Tournament, Alto, A-L-T-O, stands for at least 21. Okay. So I like, I really enjoy, and I, I wish more organizations would do it. <clears throat> right. Or, you know, you could just tell parents to not stand, like, Slack <laughs> right <next. laughs> yeah 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 let me yeah let me see, see my pairing please walk. right yeah how to walk in the middle of a of a crowded of like the only aisle that anybody can walk through and just walk as slow as possible you know though honestly yeah. that's great advice from you is to find somewhere to go for a walk cool out chill down right exactly yeah. but no they're gonna miss like you know they're gonna miss like, I don't know, five minutes of this thrilling uh, four nights game with Bishop C4 and like how that game develops. That goes for four and a half hours right, in yeah. some cases. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just it's it's so creative, right? Like you don't want to you're on the edge of your seat. 
My favorite part about this is how in the <laughs> in a give thanks episode, you still found a way to to rant. I love it. I I'm ultimately like that's what you have to be thankful. That is my chest. That is my that is what I give chest thanks for is Gopal rants. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad. I'm just trying to make a better world for everybody. I understand. Yeah, for chest parents, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to lay it out, right? You got to break a few eggs, baby. You got to break a few eggs. You can't. What's the phrase? It's like a hashtag. You can't bake the cake without breaking the egg, or something like. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Isn't like, there something like yeah, that? Omelet. Omelet. Ah, that's egg. right. Can't make the omelet. You can't omelet without breaking a few eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Sage it, boy. <laughs> How do we end there? All right. And on that note. Um, you cannot omelet without breaking a few eggs. Well, Paul, we broke a few eggs today. How do you feel about it? Um, I'm thankful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been fun, Gopal. As always, it's been a blast. Um, we may have a special announcement. I can't make it yet, but we may have a special announcement for our December pod, so keep an eye out for that. Um, if we do uh, indeed go that route, it'll be everywhere. You'll be able to find it on social media as well as the web. Um, so keep an eye out for any potential announcements about something very special in December. Um, in the meantime, whether or not that does happen, Gopal, as always, this has been great. Um, any final thoughts or words? Yeah. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, actually. Uh, thank you, Internet. That's that's all I have to say. I guess also, too, we should say thanks to the internet because that's our main uh, platform, right? That's true. It's interesting that that was one that we both... So, guys, this was completely blind. Gopal and I did this without consulting each other. We literally just asked the question, what do you give Chess thanks for? And it's it's really interesting that this just happened to crop up on both of our lists. Gopal, are you alive? Yeah. I No, I just heard somebody's at your front door. <laughs> I yeah, was, thanks, was, Alexa. And I it's was, not like we're recording or anything, Alexa. I was just anxious, like a, a parent at a at a soccer game. You know, it is it is like it's almost Thanksgiving, so we have anticipation. Of um, who is it going to be? Were you expecting to Alexa to just be like, "It's an intruder"? Yes. Oh, Alexa, off. <laughs> like it, the, like in, what's that? That means? Um, oh my gosh, I'm purge. unplugging that forever. Um, My family members are always finding ways to install new technology devices in places where I would never expect them to be. All right. Well, just underground audience, we are not thankful for Pete's family. I am not thankful for the internet. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. We're thankful for the internet because without you guys, we wouldn't have become the award-winning syndicated podcast. Um, How are we syndicated? Oh, you know, it never brings mind. Yes, right. Understood. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, like we're an award-winning podcast. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for giving me a reason to carry on. Well said. I completely agree that, you know, the ability to sit down and talk chess every month um, and interact with some of our listeners and their great, their great suggestions. That's just really been fun. Um, so I am thankful as well. Well, Gopal, for Gopal Menon, uh, I am your host, Pete Karyanis. It's been fun. See you in December. Okay, love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Chess Underground, a U.S. chess podcast. Please check out our entire suite of podcasts, which release every Tuesday, and include Ladies' Night with Jen Shahad, as well as Chess Life cover stories and One Move at a Time with Dan Lucas. U.S. Chess would like to thank Jason Andre at Seven Season Films Photography and Media 
from podcast production and editing. If you are starting your own podcast, visit www.7seasonfilms.com for consulting, production, and editing. Until next time, signing off, Pete Carianis. Determination.